Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to I Want to Be Real Podcast. Today's podcast is entitled Love is Action. I was having a conversation with a young lady and she and I were just talking and she was like, you know, I just really want to vent for a moment and just kind of get my frustration out if I could. And I was like, sure, it's no problem at all. So she was, you know, really in a position where she was discussing um, being married and she was like, you know, I've been married to my husband for years and it seems as if, um, things have changed or it just seems like, uh, something have happened or there are things that have transpired that has caused me to just kind of become numb to a lot of things. So as I listened to her, um, talk, I asked her a couple of questions just, you know, to kind of see where she was and and see where her mind was. And I asked her, I said, you know, do you love him? And so she was like, you know, yes, I do. I love my husband. And then every time she said, I love my husband, she had a butt behind it and she did all of these different things. So I asked her, I said, well, can I ask you another question? And I said, I know I have a series of all of these questions. I said, but I, you know, I promise you I'm going somewhere with it. And she was like, you know, yeah, I, you know, you can, you can ask me anything. And so I asked her, I said, well, how often do you intercede and pray for your husband? And she was like, well, I pray for him all the time. And, you know, and so she was just, you know, in this little mode or whatever. And I get the anger. I get her being upset. And I, I totally understand. And so I said, okay, well, stop for a moment. I said, because I'm not, I'm not against you. I understand what you're feeling and how, you know, how um, your heart is broken and, you know, your mind is all over the place and you're trying to raise your children and you have all of these different things that are happening. And she was like, you know, I've been so mad at him that it's been hard for me to pray. And so I said, aha. So sometimes um, we can do a good thing and or we can have the intentions of doing a good thing and that good thing can um our our our, our fears and our um anger can cause us to um abort you know what it is that we're supposed to be doing in that particular situation and so as begin as i began to talk with her i said you know you're in a place where i would say that you're either fight or flight You're going to either fight for what you know to be truthful or you're going to fight. That means that you just like, you know, hey, it is what it is. I'm done. I said, but if you're willing to fight for what it is that, you know, you said I do to this man and he said I do to you. So obviously at some point the love was there. I said, but you've got to go back to the places. I said, because it didn't just happen. It's been a series of things that have transpired or taken place in your life and your marriage that has kind of you know, brought a wedge between the both of you. So you used to laugh with each other and that changed. And you used to um, possibly maybe go out on dates, but that changed. And I said, and you may, you know, cook his favorite food and that changed. Or he may have brought you roses home and that changed. There are so many different things that have happened or have transpired in our lives that causes us to change. And we sometimes don't even see it because of the activities of our our living and the assignments that we have 
at our jobs or our kids or in some type of activity that have caused us to lose sight of keeping those true and important things at the forefront. And it's easy. It could happen to anybody. It can happen to any relationship, any marriage, whether you're married um, and you have children or you're dating or you just have friendships. There are so many different things that you have to do to make sure that you cultivate that connection. There are so many different things that you have to make sure that you allow to happen. It's work on both ends. It's not just we're in this relationship or we're in this friendship and we don't both work at it together. It takes two people. It's just like whenever you produce a child in order for a, produ- a child to be produced in the earth room, it takes two people. It takes two people coming together to create a thing. It takes two people coming together to create a human being. It takes two people to come together to bring life into the world. And it's so, it's so ironic that the enemy would, uh, would utilize and, 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 and come into an area or into a space that is sacred and and cause anger, cause hatred, cause harm, cause all of these different dysfunctions. And it doesn't just happen with one thing. It's a, it's a domino effect. There's something after the other, there's something after the other. And if you don't address it, if it gets too far, it's kind of hard to pinpoint where it all really just truthfully started. And so I would say, and what I told her, I said, you have got to communicate to your husband because at the end of the day, if you're wanting this to work, if you're wanting the marriage to work, then you've got to make sure that you're, that you are working on you as an individual. And then you've got to also make sure that you don't blame him for every single thing. What part did you play in the, the disconnect? What part did you play? Did you, you know, tune him out when you were trying, he was trying to have a conversation and, you know, I just gave her so many different series of things to consider in the process of wanting to make our marriage work. And so, um, you know, we talked and she, she cried a little bit and we laughed a little bit and she was like, you know what? I did not realize that, uh, I just got so consumed with the children that I can't see where I forgot about him. I can't see where I was too tired to cook because, you know, I was trying to make sure this, 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 this is done. And that's all good. And that's fine. Life happens. But sometimes the just the communications, the the talking, the saying, you know, hey, babe, I didn't get a chance to, you know, um, cook for you today or I'm not going to be able to do it tonight. I'm going to pick up or something or, you know, do you mind picking us up something so that we all can eat like there? There's a communication. And I think one of the biggest things that the enemy is after is our communication. He, he doesn't want us to talk about things. He doesn't want us to talk out stuff. He doesn't want us to address issues. He don't want us to um, come to God with where we are. He don't want us to do those things because to communicate means we're both going to come to some type of agreement and understanding about something. And then not only that, but not only are we going to come to an agreement of it, but we're going to be able to pray and intercede so that we don't have that same disagreement again. And if we do have that same disagreement, then we know what to do in order to make sure that our connection, our relationship is healthy. 
And so today when I did my inspiration um, on today, I talked about love and I talked about it being in action. And there's a scripture in Philippians, um, the second chapter, verse 22, it says, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. And see, one thing that I'm learning, the more, the older that I get and the more I encounter people and encounter failure and encounter success and encounter things in general, I understand that everything that I do requires some type of action from me. And so love is the exact same way. In order for us to be the men and the women that God has created us to be, we've got to make sure that we're authentic. We've got to make sure that we're true. We got to make sure that we're real. We got to make sure that, that, that we are relatable. We got to make sure that we're not condescending. We got to make sure that we're not um, walking in a spirit of pride. We've got to make sure that there's humility in our lives. We've got to make sure that we are not um, a type of people that is self-righteous, that just because God has delivered us from a situation or because I have not dealt with the issue, the issue or the struggle that you deal with, it doesn't mean that I have the right to put my mouth on you. It means that I, does, I don't have the right to, to, to downplay who you are. You are still a person. You are still a soul. You are still a child of the most high God. So me being your sister in Christ, I'm, I'm supposed to be some type of individual or some type of hope to let you know that regardless to where you are, there's still love that's in existence. Regardless to what your life has, um, has brought you are the hands that you have been dealt in life. There's still a person out there who condition, who is conditioned to love you properly, to love you properly. And that's one thing that I want to encourage you, um, whether you are married and you've been married to your spouse for years, regardless to how you feel about them, there is something that caught your eye about them that makes you realize, you know what, I haven't been as loving or I haven't been as kind or let me do a little extra just to show you how much I appreciate you. Let me do a little extra just to let you know that I remember our covenant. Let me do something extra just to let you know that I, I, I honor and I respect our friendship. Let me do something extra. Let me do something outside of my norm so that you can understand the love that I have for you because love is not just something that we speak, but love is an action. Love is something that we do. Love is something that we do. And when I was writing the inspiration on today, <clears throat> excuse me, and just getting myself into a space to understand the, the capacity in which love holds and how important it is, I started to think about my own life because I want to make sure that I'm loving in everything that I do. Do I always get it right? No. So I have to go back and fix some stuff. I have to go back and say, okay, well, I want you to do that in a, in, a, in a loving way. So you need to go back and you need to make sure that you make that right. And, and there are some cases that I do, you know, I, I catch it beforehand and I'm like, okay. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, yeah, the enemy will utilize whoever he wants to utilize and whoever is available. And if you're not um, on guard, you can easily, you know, be like, wait a minute now. You know, but then you have to always in in so many instances, you have to make sure that you're doing things in a loving way. Now, I'm, I'm not saying let people run over you. I'm not saying that you can't, um, uh, you know, deal with situations. What I'm saying is, is that because I have an auntie that 
<laughs> I laugh about it all the time, but when I'm in heated situations, um, I, I often think about her, and I'm not going to call her name because I love all my aunties, but this is one auntie that I think I think of whenever um, somebody have crossed me wrong or something happens, and, you know, I have to try to make sure I fix it because I'm like, wait a minute now, you don't know what you're not going to do is this, you know, and so I just try to go back and I try to make sure that I fix things in a way that I'm respectful, but I, but you understand my heart and you know that I mean well, but at the end of the day, I do need to get you in some type of order. I need to get you together with this situation. And, um, but, uh, a lot of times I know that, you know, even with the type of, you know, the type of people that I deal with, um, I have to make sure that I, I'm doing things in a loving way, but I'm also a little bit firm to say, okay, no, this can't, you can't do this. No, it's, you, you have to do this. And, you know, you can't do such and such, you know, and I have a way of talking to people that will cause them to say, you right, I was stripping whatnot, you know, and then I have, you know, uh, I'm, I'm connected to a group of people that would say, okay, you know, dog or what I, you know, you, that was a little harsh and I can go back and I can fix those things. And all I'm saying is that whenever you love, make sure that you love with action, make sure that your love is moving, make sure that your love has meaning, make sure that your love is saying something. And it's not just the words that are coming out of your mouth, but it's something that you're doing. And see, everything we do has a has a direct effect. Like, there, like there's nothing that we cannot do that is not affecting something else. So everything we do has a direct effect on our life and the things we're assigned to. So I, that's why I tell you that I'm quick to go back and apologize. I'm quick to go back and make things right. I'm quick to go back and say I didn't handle that correctly because at the end of the day, I don't want to leave in someone's impression that I did that caused them to, you know, miss God or caused them to question certain things. So I try to make um make sure that I'm loving in everything that I do and, you know, in my delivery and what, and what I do. Um, but I understand also that, um, the, the journey and the test are, are placed there so that we can become better people so that we can understand and see where we, where areas that God clearly needs to work in, <laughs> you know, um, if you know your attitude bad, put, put that on the altar. Cause that's something that you really got to give to God. If you're consistently trying to get everybody else to do things for you and you haven't taken out the time to do it for yourself, put that on the altar because there could be some fears that you're operating in that is causing you to not fully depend on God, but you're depending on everybody else that is connected to you. Ask yourself this question. Did I, am I asking this too much of this person? And am I asking them to do so many different things that sometimes I can do for myself, but because they're so available and because they're there, you know, I want to, I want to put it on them, but could it be that they're not as available as we think that, that they are? They're just actually there to do it because you asked them to, but could it be that you like, okay, let me do some things on my own because I can't be so dependent on you that when you're gone, I have no access to the things that I need. So I want you to begin to ask yourself these questions, all of these different things that are transpiring and happening in your life. It takes a process for us to unwind and undo a lot of the things that we have always done. And that's okay when we're honest about where we are. It's okay when we put those things at the altar and we give those things to God, it's okay.
But I am here to encourage you to make sure that whenever you're loving people, that you love them with not just the words that come out of your mouth, but you love them with actions. That means that you're doing something. That means that your love for them is moving. That means that your love with them is shown. That that means that they feel what it is, not just what you say, but they feel what it is that you have said to them. They actually feel it because they see it moving. They see it in action. There's motion to it. And see, we, we, regardless of what situation that we may find ourselves in, be it good or be it bad, we still have to make sure that we are presented in a way that we can offer Jesus and, 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 and present love to people regardless of their actions. Like regardless of how they treat us, regardless of how they feel about us, it is our duty. It is our job. I'm not saying that it's easy. I'm not saying that it would not be a struggle sometimes. I'm not saying that it's not hard. I'm saying that it is it is doable for us. And it is important that we show love to people regardless to how they treat us, regardless of their actions. Because I can love you and, and, and still be on in a corner. I can love you and still be an encouragement to you, but not as in your corner or not as in your, your face as I can still love you. And see, that's what love is about because regardless of how you treat me, I, I, I love you. And I think about, you know, Jesus and I think about him still going to the cross and, and dying on the cross for the people who actually put him on the cross. Like, can you imagine him loving the people who put him up there? Could you imagine him loving the people that hated him, the people that stoned him, the people that 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 whipped him? Could you imagine him still looking at them as they as they as they swipe at him, as they hit him, as they spit on him? And he's still looking at them with the love of God. And I know I know I'm asking a lot for you to do. If that was you in the position, but what I'm trying to get you to understand is that it is very well possible to love people, love the people that hate you. Because if Jesus did it, then there, who are we? Huh? Yeah, he's a perfect being. Yes, but, but what he endured just for us, <laughs> he endured a lot. For though, for, and let me explain something to you. Not only did he endure a lot on our behalf for those who will believe, but he also endured a lot for those who may not ever believe. But he still had hope. He still have hope for them. So I'm saying that you, it's good. It's good, y'all, that we love people regardless of their actions. So how, how do we be loving to people who are not like us? And I want you to understand that there's something behind their frustration. A lot of times people are mad with you and they have, and you ain't got nothing to do with why they mad. You just happen to be in the place where the anger has, has evolved or erupted. You just happen to be in the space. And the only people that they can retaliate on is you. The only people that they can put all of this pressure and all of this frustration on is you. You just so happen to be available. So they hate you for this. They hate you for that. But when you really talk to the people or you get down to the root of this, the issue or root of the situation, it has absolutely nothing to do with you. <laughs> people are there are so many people who are upset and mad about things that are outside of their control, but they will use you. To spill all of this brutality, to spill all of this hate, all of this hormone, 
So you've got to be able to look past who and what they are in that moment and see that there's a soul and there's a heart behind that. I know, I know I'm asking you to do a lot. I'm asking you to do a big thing. But it's possible to still love people regardless of how they treat you. There's something behind their frustration. When you think about it, just think about it like this. A tree can't spring forth without the root. So their issues didn't just happen. There's a root to it. There's a root to their problem. You, you just can't see it. It's just like whenever we, we see trees and, 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 and we pass trees, but we don't see, we, we see the, 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 where, where the ground, the tree is connected to the ground, but we can't see the root of it. There are people who are walking around with rooted issues. There are people who are rock, walking around with rooted problems. There are people who are walking around with rooted stuff that we cannot see. Only thing we see is the, the harm, the wind, the trees moving back and forth. But we don't understand the root of it. There's a root to a situation that we may not ever get an opportunity or never be privy to see. This is why whenever people are frustrated, you've got to look at them from a different perspective. Because nine times out of ten, when they're frustrated, it is not them. It's the issue. It's the issue. The issues didn't just happen. There's a root to it. And, and, and to me, this is just me. I'm just speaking for me. But that's what makes it easy for me to love them. Not everyone is mean and not everyone is is angry. Not everyone is hateful. Nobody just you know, not everybody just wakes up wanting to be that way. Not everybody knows how to treat people, especially if they've never been taught. <laughs> Not everyone understands the power of a hug and what a hug can do for people or the power of the words. I love you. And loving people is on the list of requirements to making it in. You cannot say that you're going to heaven and that you're going to meet God and, 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 and live in eternity, but have hatred and hold hatred in your heart. And see, we may be able to hide hate for so long, but God is all seeing. He is all knowing. He knows everything there is to know about us. He knows when we're telling the truth and he knows when we're dishonest. So nothing that we do can bypass those requirements in order for us to make it in. You know, I, I, I know I write about it a lot and I talk about it a lot, but this is something that always comes up in my conversation with others. Because I had to learn. I had to learn how to love people past the surface of what I see. I had to learn how to be loving to people who I know and I knew didn't like me. Because I kept trying to figure out 
What did I do that would cause you to not like me? I had a I had someone to tell me that they really didn't care anything about me because they thought that I thought I was better than them. And I said, well, where will you get that from? And he was like, I don't know. You just act like that. And I was like, well, how did I act? And it was like, you know, like snooty. And I said, well, what is being snooty? And it was like, you know, you just wasn't talking. Well, I didn't, I didn't know you. I didn't know. I didn't know you. And then, too, I'm shy. I, I know I'm on this podcast and I'm talking to you. But, honey, get me in a crowd of people. Uh, I, I'm going to go to the people, to the people that I know. And I don't really mingle like that because I am very shy. But in that in that setting with that young lady, when she was telling me, you know, all of those, you know, she was like, you know, you just seem like you were so snooty. And I was like, how did you get there? And she was like, well, it doesn't matter now because I know that you're down to earth. No, I don't I want to know how did you come to that, 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 that scenario. I want to know how you came to that setting about me when you didn't even know me. And she was like. It was wrong for me to label you and I didn't even know you. And that had bothered me because I was like, well, maybe I need to change this and maybe I need to change that. And maybe I need to fix this and maybe I need to be a little bit more open. Maybe I need to be a little bit more inviting. Maybe I need to do this. And then I started all thinking about all of these different things that I need to change about myself. And God stopped me in my tracks. And he said, you are who you are. You've got to learn how to be okay with not being liked by everybody. You've got to learn to be okay with not being accepted by everybody. You've got to learn to be okay that you're not everybody's cup of tea. And that's okay. But I kept trying to figure out in that moment because I was like, how, what did I do so different that would cause you to say that I thought I was better? But needless to say, she and I, we talk all the time and we laugh about the moment. And, and I often tell the story about this conversation that she and I have. And she was like, man, I hate I even said something, but we can laugh about it now. But I was like, you know, I said, it's just amazing how without you even getting to know me, how the enemy could have really uh, caused us to never encounter one another in a friendship because of surface stuff, things that, that you thought that shouldn't have even been a thought. And so, um, I want you to be mindful and I want you to be careful. And this goes for me too, to not judge anybody based off what you see, because the person could be, um, uh, an impact or, you know, where they're very shy and they, you know, they, they feel a lot of different emotions and stuff like that. Or, you know, they could be a very shy person. Um, not everybody that walks in the room is confident in themselves. So give them some grace, extend grace to them because you just never know what they have dealt with or is dealing with to just show up and be a part or in the room. And it's hard to enter a room, um, one that is bigger than you, 
or a room that God opened the doors for you and you don't know anybody. So you have to get to know people like let's offer grace to people because you don't know what got them in the room and you don't know what is happening in them to even be in the room. Love is an action. Love them. Love them until they feel comfortable about being in the room. Sometimes you have to do that. You know? I'm not going to lie to you um, and say that all of this that I'm telling you to do would happen overnight. But when I begin to see how God still loves me in spite of my flaws, you know, I realize the importance of giving that same love to others. I understand how important somebody else need a hug for me. I understand how to make sure that I make my time available to a people that I said yes to. And I understand that in order for me to be what you need or to be an asset to you, then I've got to make sure that I do the love and action in my own life as well. It's not just about me performing or being presentable to you, but I've got to actually be that for me. In order for me to be a help to you, I've got to make sure that I meet me first, that I am okay with me first. That everything is happening in my life with me first. I've got to make sure that all of these things are happening and transpiring for me first before I can actually give it over to you. It's just like a chef in a kitchen. If, if you are cooking and you're not tasting your food, then what are you feeding the people? Because you've got to be able to know if there's too much salt or not enough salt. You've got to make sure that you, you know, you know if if this is the right amount of this or if you need to add a little of this, you know, you've got to see if that gravy is too thick or if you need to add a little water to thin it out. Like you don't know what it is that you need to do until you've applied that same type of love and action to yourself. So a lot of times I remember when my granny used to cook, she used to cook on Sunday, on Saturday, Fridays and Saturdays for Sunday. And in the process of her cooking, we would normally, she would fix me a little small plate and she would fix her a plate. And she said, this need a little bit more of this, or let me, and let me keep the, put these on just a little bit longer because you don't wait. You don't want to wait till the guests arrive to realize that you could have did something different when you should have just taken the time to just cook it and taste it for yourself to see if it's suitable for the people that you're about to serve. That's what preaching is to me. I've got to make sure that I'm understanding what it is that I'm saying so that I can be able to minister to somebody else. But I've got to know it so well in my own life that whenever I'm talking to you about it, it's just overflow for me. That's what ministry and that's what I mean when I says love is action. It has to have moving parts. It has to make a move. It has to have motion to it. It's something that you have to do. But again, I'm not saying that this is something that would happen overnight. But I want you to think about how your life would change when you start to give love to everybody else, to other people. It's in those moments where you begin to focus on seeing God one day. It's when you begin to focus on seeing and being in eternity one day. And to see God and to be in eternity and to, to, to live in an everlasting life, we must love as he loved. 
and the love that we give it has to be unconditional it can't have conditions to it i love you because you do this i love them because they did that you know i don't really fool with them i don't love them because they didn't do they didn't show up for this no i, I still need to love you and i don't have to have conditions with the love that i have for you love is powerful Love is so powerful, which is why the enemy fights it so hard, which is why the enemy comes against it so hard, which is why the enemy comes against marriages so hard, which is why the enemy comes against um, the love in, in, in uh, a father to his son or a father to his daughter or a mother to her daughter or a mother to her sons. He fights love. He, 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 uses, he uses that as a target, as a weapon so that we don't produce love, so that we don't produce, because it's powerful to love somebody. The love is powerful. Love is consistent. Love is action. And love is always available. So I want you to take some moment and I want you to take some time to just think about your life and think about what's happening around you and think about the the, the, the things that have caused you to miss out on loving people properly, the things that have caused you to, to miss out on, on loving uh, people in the way that God loves us. And I, I just want you to take that moment. I want you to take that time. I want you to just encounter God's love and be sure to make sure that you ask him for forgiveness for not showing love properly for not showing love at all and not only that but loving with your words but not allowing your actions to line up with what it is that you said so take those moments take this time take this take this week take today to just really seek God because let me explain something to you I would hate for us to have to leave this world here only to realize that we didn't exercise the love that we said that we had for people and God actually saw our heart and our intentions for the people that we said that we love but we never showed actions to love is an action love has motion love is doing something at all times I want you to take this time I do I want you to take this season in your life Reach out to the people, whether it's your family, friends, your spouses, your children, your parents, if they're still living. Take this moment and just address them and just let them know, I have not been loving you properly. I've been telling you that I love you, but my actions sometimes hasn't lined up with what it is that I said. Can you please forgive me? Please let me get it right. Let me fix it and actually do the work. Love requires work. Love requires that you be forgiving, that you be honest. Love is motion, love is action. <laughs>